When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes, think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words, eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you, found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. How is your sock drawer looking? I know when I open up mine, it is a sad scene. There's lone socks, holy socks. Well, guess what? It's spring cleaning, which means Bomba's Spring Collection is here, and they have new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They've got stripes and florals, all new, vintage colored rib socks. I love them. They are the best sock your feet have ever been in. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bomba's. Head on over to bombas.com slash bonkers and use the code bonkers for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O- com slash bonkers. Use the code bonkers at checkout. Probably the most realistic portrayal of what it's like to hang out at Marlon Brando's house. We saw the island of Dr. Moreau, and you know what that means. What's a nigga grow a baby in his belly? Rock a rhinestone vest while ripping Justin to Kelly. Or maybe see a burlesque show with Nick Crow. And take a boat with speed to hitting cruise control. J-Man, Big Paul, and the beautiful June. Gonna take you from the goob all the way to the room. Ran the games of Street Fighter, helped to blow off steam. Just to suck a sucker punch the odd life of Timothy Green. Sharknado, the birdemic, how we staying alive. They call it in the badass, and he's on the line. Cranking 88 minutes, cause they cool as ice. Cause a bad Jim Varney Looking kind and nice. Paul and June getting literal. Jason is getting laid. June is making sure all the monkey shots getting paid. They judge a bunch of movies while they're making the grade. Here's a real question for you. How did this get made? Hello, people of Earth, and welcome to How Did This Get Made? I am your host, Paul Shear, joined in studio by one of my co-hosts. Not two, just one. And I bet if you were thinking right now, you would say, it's Jason, you're wrong. It's June Diane Raphael. How are you, June? I'm great. How are you, Pop? Very good. People have thought you've been kidnapped. Uh, have, is that true? No. Okay. You are you are not kidnapped. You are here. You're in studio. And for what a what a great film. Oh, have. gosh. Gosh. <laughs> uh, you're really God. rusty. You're really rusty. you got to get you back so on your studio skills. Be- <laughs> so happy to be back for this. Movie. Uh, well, we also are joined uh, by a very special guest. Uh, he is an actor, a comedian, writer, director. Uh, Alex Fernie. Welcome, Alex. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hello. Oh. We're very excited. Now, Alex, we were working on something, and you said, I need to come on your show and do mm-hmm. this movie. So this was yes. <laughs> your pick, 100%. It's been a movie that I thought about for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never had the stomach to watch. This is a movie that uh, I remember. I saw it with my dad in 1996 when it came out, yeah. and it is the it came movie out in, in 1996. Yeah. And it was. I remember having the realization that movies can be bad. I remember <laughs> being like, "Oh, like 
people can make horrible movies, and that it's I true really because understood when you're a moment. child, I mean, just to me to to watch a movie was a great, just a great yes. yeah. There was no, I mean, it was just it they was were like, all great movies. I loved and boring movies, but even then, as a kid, I was like, well, great. it's just a boring movie. This was I was like, this is uh, trash. This I is bad. I think I remember that with Last Action Hero being disappointed, I didn't get it. I've heard it is better now, maybe. But I just rewatched it like six months ago. Yeah. I was shocked at how watchable that was. Okay, you see that. <laughs> That's interesting. And major league, one of the major leagues, I think it was a two or a three <laughs> that I saw and I was very upset by. Do you remember when you had that first moment? Well, I remember I watched Grease 1 and Grease 2 over and over and over again, like burned those VHS tapes. And I remember someone saying, well, Grease 1 is so much better than Grease 2 and feeling like, well, like, hurt, hurt <laughs> by that. And also like uh, movies can be better than other movies. Like yeah. they're all, they're all amazing. You should discuss Grease Grease 2 with my fiance Deborah because it's one of her favorite movies. I and actually looking Grease back, two. I think Grease 2 Well, it's so hard. Like Michelle Pfeiffer is so It's a classic gender unbelievable. swap. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's just she's so beautiful in it that I don't know. Wow, all I right. love it too. Well, we are talking about the island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> uh, and just for you those who are wondering, uh, Jason is not here. As a matter of fact, just to quickly do some uh, business housekeeping business, uh, between the next 2 months, uh all three of us are not going to be in the same country at a certain point. So we're going to try to get as many people together for this podcast as we can because we want to keep them going. So that's that. All right. Island of Dr. Moreau. This is how IMDb describes the movie. After being rescued and brought to an island, a man discovers that its inhabitants are experimental animals being turned into strange-looking humans, all of it the work of a visionary doctor. So that's it. That is the okay. movie in a okay. nutshell. Sure. I would say, okay. Yeah. I mean, this movie to me is an exercise in people going, I don't give a fuck. Like, and it's almost, it's almost so blatant. Like, Brando at this point clearly doesn't give a fuck. No, Brando like laughs through several scenes uh, where he's just smiling and just sort of being like, I don't know. There's a famous story about Brando in this movie that he had an earpiece in, and they would feed him the lines via earpiece, and it would sometimes. Well, pick I've heard up that he always did that. Later, he did that. Oh. Like, he was often, like, writing his lines down and putting it on cookie jars okay. and stuff like that. But, like, this is on an earpiece. This is, I think, the beginning of the earpiece era. <laughs> and uh, he would occasionally pick up police scanners. <laughs> and so David Thewlis, who is the man that they bring to the island, said that in, in a scene he would go, there's a robbery at Woolworths. <laughs> Thinking it was a line for the movie. So... So that's that. You got I that love, level. I would have loved to see that movie where yeah. there was a Woolworths on, mm -hmm. you know, on this weird island. <laughs> so we have him not giving a fuck. We'll get into him. Val Kilmer, like, not not caring. Mm -mm. Not caring at all. To the point I feel like. I don't know about that. You don't think so? No, this is peak Kilmer. Because he's already done. He just did Batman. Yeah, he just he's did like, like Tombstone. He's like, this is most famous Val Kilmer. And then he comes and does this. And you just see something in his eyes of like, nope, no, I will not listen Gosh, to you. Gosh, guys, I didn't feel that way. Really? Really? No. The, I didn't feel that way. How about the part way. where he, they just cut to me and put the flower in his mouth? <laughs> like you could tell. <laughs> he's like, right. I'm going to do those this. those were choices. I mean, I thought it was, it was wild and crazy, but I find him so. So watchable. But he's also, so he spends the entire movie dressed like the sketchiest scuba instructor in Guadalupe. <laughs> like, he's just like, you know he's going to help you put on the tank and just touch too much. Yeah, just like, hey, let me get under that, uh, that bra line. Well, I'm sure we're going to get into him kissing those creatures. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. And then, and just to just to answer your question, June, um, Val Kilmer did sign on to this movie uh, as the man 
who was going to be brought to the island. That makes sense. Uh, and then decided he wanted to switch roles after he was getting a divorce. And then when he got the set, he's like, and I want to be in the movie 40% less than I am in the movie. So, no. yeah. So he did not give a fuck. Uh, and, okay. <laughs> and then David Thewlis, who I feel like is miscast. Wow, there we go, right out the yeah. I mean, ultimately, yeah. I don't think I. Well, I don't think the right casting exists. I don't think there's anyone yes. to be like, ah, oh, that person made that movie. So I actually think Val Kilmer in that role would have been great. I agree. Well, by the way, speaking of miscast, it was cast originally as Rob Morrow, mm-hmm. but Rob Morrow left the movie. He's like, I'm out of here. This is crazy, <laughs> and left after three days of filming. One of many people who tried to escape the filming of this movie. They also yeah. caught Feruza Balk at an airport. Now, you got to come back. They had to bring her back. <laughs> so, like, this is, no! this yeah. is the caliber of movie that we're talking about. People <laughs> fled the movie. They fled. They tried to escape the movie. There is a documentary, which there's a, a few facts that we'll be pulling from. The documentary is called uh, Lost Soul, the, the Doom Journey of Richard Stanley's Island of Dr. Moreau that details a lot of... These uh, these stories, one being that the original director, Richard Stanley, uh, worked for four <laughs> days, was driven mad by by Val Kilmer, so much so that he <laughs> moved in with a uh, a paralyzed man on this island and then decided to disguise himself as a mutant monster and just watched the movie from Headshot. that perspective. <laughs> so there's a lot of crazy shit going on behind the scenes, mm-hmm. which... I would go, which then I would go, well, now what's going on in front? And what's going on in front is just as wild. It's just as wild. It does not really, I mean, this is a simple movie. I mean, a simple tome. It's a classic thing of literature, right? It's it's a movie that doesn't make sense why someone wanted to make it in 1996. Because when when H.G. Wells wrote the book, I was reading about this, was like, there was like all the rage in Victorian England was just vivisecting animals. Mm -hmm. Like, and it was a problem. Like, people in London were just like, oh, they all gather around and they like cut open animals and like fish around in there. And people were being like, this is awful. We shouldn't do this. And that was the world in which he wrote this book. So it's a natural progression of something that was going on. Then you cut to 100 years later and it's like, why are they, why are they making a pig lady? Like, what's happening here? Well, I think the end, uh, not to be a spoiler, but uh, the end really hammers home the point that men are animals and animals (laughs) are men. I mean, that's basically what they're trying to hang their hat on at the end of the day, which – and this is what I don't even understand. From Just to get it to to basics on plot – is he turning animals into humans or humans, or humans into animals? Into animals? Great cue. Great cue. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No idea. I have no know. idea. And it seems both. The, the, the plan in the movie – there's a moment in the movie where the, I believe the filmmakers think a twist just got dropped. Yeah. And I can't for the life of me figure it out. <laughs> it's where one? It's where David Thewlis is like, they needed my DNA. Yeah. And then you're like, for what? For, for what? To what end did they need this DNA? Okay, and they my, never explain I it. I think – that they needed his DNA, my guess would be that they needed his DNA to reverse the process of Brando's daughter becoming an animal. But Brando's yeah. daughter, well, now, was she already an animal that he had turned into a person? Or was she a person that he was— I believe she was a person that was being turned into an animal. Well, no, because Why? he said— I have no that, idea. Because at a certain point when Brando's having that conversation, which is the reason I had to watch most of this movie in subtitles, <laughs> there was a part in the movie where he said— I believe he said, my son is a, uh, my son is an alligator or my alligator is a son. <laughs> and I went back and rewound it and it was not that. He goes, I'm allergic to the sun. <laughs> but I was like, his son is an alligator? <laughs> so, but I Which thought- it could have It could have worked. Been. Yeah. yeah. 
But he says, like, she's like, it's wearing off, and she was going back to being an animal. I don't think – so I think that – I think that's why they got David Thewlis' DNA. They, so, so presumably, if, if, if we take this movie at face value, yeah. then Dr. Moreau uh, somehow found out that David Thewlis existed. Right. Sank a ship he was on. Or a plane. Or a plane, plane. yeah. Crashed a plane. <laughs> let him float around in the ocean for, for a, a number while. of days wow. while two other people murder each other. They die. That happens. The first thing that happens in the movie. Yeah. Then they pull him into this place, take their sweet time to get his DNA. Really, oh. Sort of dicking yeah. around with this By dude. the way, they could have gotten his DNA on the boat yeah. immediately. Or he was I passed think it's a long out. way to go. Sincerely, they probably could have asked go. him. <laughs> they probably could have said, hey, listen, man. Can we have some of your DNA to help my daughter? And he would have been like, just yeah, Just a strand of, of hair. Yeah. yeah, just a little bit of DNA. That's all we need. <laughs> I got to say that uh, I'm not on the side of David Thewlis in this because at every point they're like, hey, man, stay in here. Be cool. <laughs> he does not be cool. He's never cool. He's nope. get, He is breaking out at all times. He's like, get me a vest and get me out of here. But why? See, what's, what's weird about the end of the movie is that he finally escapes on a raft. Oh, yeah. But. Mm-hmm. If he had wanted to, he wanted to leave so much earlier, and that never seemed to be an option. And nothing happened in the movie that where he was able to figure that out. Like, oh, I'll make a raft. It was just like, oh, and at the end of the movie, he just movie takes had off to end. Ra- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Gotta leave. The movie, movie can't keep going on. And by the way, the thing that I love about him at the end is like he's kind of sad. Like, ah, I hate to, I hate to leave you guys. He didn't really want to go. He didn't want to go. Well, the, he the, was the, like the, Dorothy leaving Oz. The development they make too for him, like I, I wrote this down. One of the first lines he says, like he's talking to Kilmer. Uh, and he's like asking him about him. And this is how he explains who he is. He says, I'm working for the United Nations on the peace settlement. I wrote that down too. <laughs> That's the it. Peace settlement. On the peace settlement. That's yeah, the, it. The big you know peace the settlement. Yeah, the peace yeah. settlement. That's I wrote what he's that working. Down. He's working on the United Nations on the peace settlement. You get it, right? We don't have to talk about me anymore. Okay, great. Let's get well, to some animals. Well, this, That's it. This movie does that a lot. Like Marlon Brando literally says, like, I can't explain to you what I'm doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> and then they don't. They never explain it. He's like, no, I could never do that to you. He goes, it would t- he goes, I can't explain to you what I've been doing in 17 years and 17 minutes. So we'll we'll do none. Yeah. We'll do none of it because then there are wow. then there are things on this island because he's got these people he calls his sons, and they're his like children. monkey people in tuxedos sure. that are like servers. <laughs> the world's smallest man. Yeah. Which is another crazy Brando story of he showed up and insisted yes. that this Wait, the that sm- world's smallest man. I, I, was, yeah. I was waiting for uh, this reveal for yeah, you, Yeah, that's a real person. Yeah, you did uh, not know that. man. And Marlon Brando <laughs> insisted he has to have a bigger part. I want more and more and more of him. Which, like, if you're an actor and you show up and you're like, I really think my character would wear a hat, that's okay. Yeah. But, like, he showed up and the director had to then – Figure out a way to include not just a friend, yeah. the world's smallest man more in the movie. And and the world's smallest oh, man. It, I know this is upsetting to you. The, I knew you thought he was like a puppet. Did, <laughs> did you? you think he was a puppet? I did. Yeah. No, he's he's the guy that, um, was it Nomar used to have around? Like the yeah. baseball player? He used to like have him like sit on his shoulders and stuff? Yeah. He, he's passed away. Um, he's naked. He was naked there. Uh, yeah. And that was that was the most uncomfortable scene for me than the world's yeah. smallest man yeah. when they were kind of bathing that yeah. little dude. I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. June is really having a response to this. What is happening? Oh, he's so small. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, he's too small. He's very small. <laughs> well, he's so small. He's so small. He's so small. <laughs> I want to take a picture of this and let people see what you're going through right now. so small. Oh, that must be hard for you. Wait, what's weird? 
<laughs> what do you go? Talk us through it. Yeah. He's so small. Do you want to know more about it? <laughs> yeah. I believe he was born in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. I think he lived into his 40s. Like he oh, lived for better than you would think. Uh, was fairly famous for a number of years. He would show up on uh, Sabado Gigante. Yeah, he would kind of dance around and yeah. stuff. I remember that. Mm-hmm. He did okay. He had a pretty good life. It sounds like it, and that's great. Yeah, he got to be little Marlon Brando in the movie, too. That's pretty. He's He is, I feel like, when people do remember this movie, yeah. they remember two things. They remember the fact that Marlon Brando wore white face for most of the movie, and they remember that dude. <laughs> Well, yeah. by the way, the reason why he wore uh, and white... by the way, I will say, I thought he did a great job. The little man. Yes, I thought yeah. he did a great job. So you, you must have liked him as a puppet, and now as a real person, you're really impressed. I didn't think he was necessarily a puppet. I thought okay. he was... And I, I feel badly, because I, I support little people actors 100%. I think I because he was also in a sort of reptile, sure. weird yeah. skin and stuff, yeah. I just thought he was some sort of animatronic. I did think maybe there was a tiny person somewhere in there, Got but it. I didn't know. And he did have makeup on. He did yes, have he was so, yeah. he had a And he was very on. famous for dancing. You're right. He died at 38 in Rhode Island, uh, and he had a wife and a nine-year-old son. So, you know, he really lived uh, a good life. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, good for him. But speaking of again, like uh, going back to Kilmer for a second, when we first meet him, this guy is like out of the carrot top prop bin. <laughs> I, I feel like everything, every choice is like Walkman in the pants. Mm-hmm. The, you know, uh, and I was reading up and like going, trying to figure out, I was like, why is he wearing this like... The arm brace? The arm brace. Mm-hmm. And, I've, and I guess the reasoning is that he is a uh, drug addict, a heroin addict, and he is covering up his track oh. marks. Oh. Uh, although, because at the end of the movie, he's... Tossing out, uh, you know, just medicine. No, not medicine. I think he's tossing out like uh, drugs yeah, to whatever, all the like mutants. The, yeah, I yeah, he's getting them all high. Ultimately, no what Doctor Moreau might have been doing is mm-hmm. sort of, as we're talking about it, is like just like <sighs> making the divide between animal and human really unclear, so that. Over the course of time, humans are becoming becoming animals and animals are becoming human. And what he was trying to do was to find that species. I mean, animals are humans, obviously, but that species that was... I would take issue with what you just said. Yeah, I know, me too. Pretty significantly. I'm sorry, humans are animals. (laughs) I was getting ready to see where we were going to go on those. Obviously, but I think he (laughs) was trying to sort of... Blur the lines between the two and see. So you're on his side. You agree with what you're Moreau a Moreau. Yeah, you're a Moreau. No, I'm not a Moreau. Well, you seem like you're. <laughs> yeah, you I'm really. Not a Moreau. Would you do this? Of course not. I was so upset to see those animals being tested on and treated that way. That animal, you or know, I feel pu- that or human Not so much. <laughs> no, of course I was. It was very upsetting. One it was thing, very very upsetting about this, and I didn't know this until I was reading about it. Uh, this movie was. Came out in 1996. Uh, were you aware it took place in 2010? Oh, no, did not. No. The movie gives you nothing to let not you know even that. A, not even on the screen says nope. 2010. There was one line where, like, it's the line you said before about, like, uh, I've been doing this for 17 years, and there's something before where you saw, like, he he had been in the States, like, in the early. Oh. It's like, that doesn't make sense. And then I looked online, and, like, uh, somewhere on Wikipedia is like, in the year 2010. This is So it's supposed to be this futuristic thing, well, that and the movie happen. does not bother to clue not you in at any all. way, shape, or form. I mean, the, well, Brando, I feel like, like whiffing on his lines. And I think that's the 
character you don't want to be like Mm-mm. nonchalantly because I feel like everything that he's saying, he's just sort of like, no, I won't say that, or maybe I will say that. Like yeah. he's being the most coy. And, and he, what's interesting too about it taking place in the future is like so many of the things there looked dated for 1996. Oh like, yeah, his necklace where he controls the implants and the animals yeah. is like a rotary. Fo- <laughs> like it looks so. It's on like a coral chain and. Doesn't look like it was up to date for 1996. No, yeah, uh, and the the technology is not. Some, they didn't try to make it look futuristic. The only all. futuristic room is the room where they peek into for just a moment, just mm-hmm. a tiny bit, where you see. I don't know what that was. A woman giving birth. Uh, animal or, woman giving birth. Yes, to a human baby. No, I think it was another hybrid baby. I think that's what wow. the deal was. Was I think they were so. injecting. Animal or animals or people with like mixed DNA, so then the baby that they would have would be both, and then that was how they were making these. Things. And then the idea would be that these animals would then go off and live a, a beautiful life. Very unclear what the, what the next thing. Because I mean, because well, he was trying to create a place where nobody killed anyone. See, maybe I guess. Yeah, but yeah. he was still torturing them on a consistent basis with like these electroshocks. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, like I'm. I don't know. I'm fuzzy know. on the science. I'm fuzzy on what he was doing. Like, because I mean, basically, once these animals like realize that they have like this little chip inside of them and they can kind of control everything, they just take over Planet of the Apes style instantly. Instantly. Yeah. And and just like, oh, now we're also, the leaders, and we'll start the, hurting you. Here's what's so weird about their takeover. Like, why do they need guns? Yeah. Yeah. Why? They rip Marlon they're, Brando to shreds, like to shreds. By the way, Marlon Brando is in this movie for like arsenal. three scenes. Yeah, three yeah, scenes. He's dead like yeah. twenty minutes in. But then there's like this whole plan on behalf of the animal creatures to get like to the arsenal to get the machine guns mm-hmm. and find out where it all is. And but why? Why would they need those? Well, to me, it's like again, why do they need to? This is my biggest issue with it. They're like, we gotta burn the dock. Why? why? There's yeah. only two humans on the island. And one is kind of you, and the other one, you know, it's like we're like there's no infestation of humans. They would totally hunt and these guys. By the down. way, when they burn that dock, that wooden dock blows up like it <laughs> oh, is yeah. just stuffed full of dynamite. It, there are electrical sparks <laughs> shooting out of that dock. It's insane. <laughs> um, and and, and I, I never really understood the relationship between Brando and and Kilmer. Mm-mm. Don't understand what he did. No versus- idea. Well, there was a thing, too, talking about like, the making of it. Like, Kilmer was really excited to work with Brando, as yeah. I think anyone would be, even in late, late Brando. And Brando had no interest in working with Kilmer. Hated him. And cut most of their scenes together. Uh, and there's, I think, like, one real scene where it's just the two of them. And it's where you can really – because Brando and Kilmer both insisted on, like, throwing out the script a bunch and just improvising. And it has – this is my favorite line in the movie because this is the scene where it's uh, Brando looking through a microscope and Kilmer, just- like, walks in – and Brando says, this thing is turned entirely yellow. And Kilmer goes, yeah. And that's it. That's the exchange <laughs> that they have. It's never explained what they're looking at, whether or not it's good that it turned yellow, what that means. And it's so clearly just horrible improv 101 of well, this thing has down. turned yellow. Yeah. It was like it was <laughs> like this. That. It was like this is an improv movie. This is like a bad mm-hmm. improv. Like it's like you're watching like home improvement or something yeah. like it's like it's it, well, even some of the structure of the movie though like they go to great lengths to set up that marlon brando is allergic to the sun so mm. i thought for sure when the animals got him he was going to be taken out into like direct noon nope. sunlight no. and fried to death i think it's just he i think i get it was just his improv like all that because like most 
scene started with Marlon Brando going, oh, I don't like the heat. It's so hot yeah. out. Which is like what a horrible yeah. improv scene starts as. Like, Weather. can you believe how hot it is? Oh, boy. Like, he yeah. just kept doing that. And, and by the way, the reason why he wore the pot on his head oh, yeah. was because he was genuinely <laughs> hot and he wanted to be cooled down. So <laughs> he calls crazy. it his caloric converter. He's Just picture this. Marlon Brando, who is only draped. He's not dressed. Yeah. He's draped. <laughs> and he, at one point, he looks like he's just wearing yeah, a green Yeah, there's not screen. a seam no. to be found. No, no he's wearing moo-moos. Like, he is, he is full-on moo-moo at this point. And he is wearing a um, a, a pot on his head, and he goes, oh, my caloric, I'm, I can't even do it in brand He's like, my caloric converter is is running low. And then she just picks up a bucket of ice <laughs> water and pours it in the top. He's like, ooh, that's better. Like, it's like, this, what the fuck is going on? What is on? going on? What is going on? Do you think his character really was allergic to the sun? No. Nope. Do you think Marlon Brando didn't want to be Brando the sun? insisted on the white face. And I think that was that, another Brando and, thing. And another thing oh, that they say wow. about another thing they say about Brando and the white face is he wanted to do the white face so his standing could do most of his job <laughs> because he couldn't tell the difference if it was two people in white face. Wow. That no one wanted to be here. Mm-mm. David Sulis didn't even go to the premiere of the movie. He was so embarrassed by it. <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough. But Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival, and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie-cutter places. And I went on Airbnb, and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes, that's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today's episode is brought to you by Cap'n Crunch. Who said the kids get to have all the breakfast fun time? Break away from the ordinary with Cap'n Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but a tasty bowl of Cap'n Crunch is an escape from morning monotony. Enjoy the bold flavors like original Cap'n Crunch, Crunch Berries, Oops All Berries, and Peanut Butter. Plus, the crunch you love is now available in cinnamon, and it is delicious even in a sea of milk. The crunch of Cap'n Crunch is epic. Yes, My family is all in 
on the cinnamon Captain Crunch. I didn't think you could make it better, but they did. I love my Captain Crunch, and now I love sharing it with my kids. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. Get Captain Crunch's new cinnamon crunch now at a retailer near you, and learn more at CaptainCrunch.com. There's so many things I, I wrote down. So at one point, when when Marlon Brando does die, uh, which is very quickly, um, then Val Kilmer takes over. As Marlon Brando, yeah. which, based on what you just said, seems like a spiteful performance Absolutely. of Marlon Brando. It's, it, like, it's really aggressively uh, – it seems like he hates Marlon yeah, Brando. Yeah, he's just doing a, like uh, insulting impression. For the rest of the movie, Val Kilmer never speaks as Val Kilmer again. Yes. He puts on white face and he's just doing Brando while trying to fuck – Animal women. Like, yes. like he's trying to sleep with, with, he's like, gets them all to have an orgy, and he's sitting in this chair, like about to have sex with like Pig Lady. And, and, and by the way, some of these oh animals, God. by the way, let, let's just hear a little bit of, uh, of, um, of Val Kilmer doing his Brando. Shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the note that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that, that is, is in not thy Brando. <laughs> thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam that is in thine own eye, and then thou shalt see clearly to cast out the mote of thy brother's eye. Did they cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet? Okay, so that that's basically for, I would say, the last third of the movie is all that and I had subtitles on and sometimes it would just say inaudible inaudible (laughs) (laughs) the subtitles was having trouble uh, getting uh, Val Kilmer it's it is his performance and I don't know what his goal was like if he's a drug addict like he's wearing microchips on his head he's uh, well let's talk about the the first the kind of the first introduction to him he's on a boat and but then when they get to the island he picks up a bunny sniffs its head yeah and oh, then that breaks the <laughs> – this, this movie was particularly hard for but you. But why did he do that? I still don't understand that. He said they were going to eat meat because they wouldn't eat meat on the island and he wanted to eat meat. And I think probably if you were to ask the filmmakers, it would have been like, oh, because there's all these rules of not killing on the island and Val Kilmer doesn't abide by those rules for some reason. Right. But he, then they don't cash that in in any way, shape, or form. No, and then there's also someone else out there killing rabbits too, mm-hmm. which there's is one like – One of the creatures. One of the creatures who, uh, who I believe is called like uh, – Maling or something. Maling, yeah. yeah. And but Maling isn't the leader of the of the resistance. No, her, Apparently, her boyfriend it, is in the original script. Maling had a very large part, which is why that actor gets like fourth billing, I think. God, uh, and he got replaced by the littlest man in the world because Marlon Brando insisted oh. on having more. So he was supposed to be like this thing, the, like this bigger part that like Marlon Brando really smiled upon. And then Brando just fell in love with this little man and was like, "I want more of him. I want more of him." And then so that guy just turned into a guy to dress up like a cat every day. Every and day. drink from a fountain once and get shot in the head. And, the and by the way, just to continue this story of the movie not making any sense, also uh, Val Kilmer refused to say his lines, so he started giving all of his lines to Ron Perlman. So Ron <laughs> Perlman's character is kind of what Val Kilmer's character would be because Val Kilmer wouldn't say Who his. Was script. Ron Perlman in this? He was the, the sayer of the law. Of the law. He was full goat makeup. Yeah, the goat man. <laughs> that was Ron Perlman. I did not recognize him because the goat. Man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. The Sayer of the Law, uh, as his character is called. Uh, this is a movie, by the way, besides Moreau, and because it's in the title, I could not tell you anyone's names. I no. mean, no, Mei Ling, I, I remember. Say. The other one was, who was the leader of the well, animal people? I'm looking. Uh, uh, Miho? Miho, yeah. Lomai. Lomai. Lomai was the one who died. Well, by the way, here's an issue I have with these character names. Um, like there's like names like uh, Mila uh, yeah. or whatever, Lomai, Myling, 
And then there's another character just called Hyena. Hey, hyena. Right. They keep yeah. on calling him a hyena. I'm like, why didn't well, they bother is... to name this guy? Everyone else got <laughs> well, like this is what very was weird too, is I could never tell what these creatures, I mean, maybe you guys could, but I couldn't tell like where they had started off. Like I didn't know what animals they started off as. No. no. They were just these well, very it. strange looking creatures. It was well, like that, you couldn't tell that that me, was once a hyena. To me, it feels like he took his People who were working in his lab and then injected them with hyena juice because, but then at the end, one no. of them goes like, "I was walking on four legs and that was easier than walking on two. So I'm like, "All right, I guess they were all." I think it. they were all animals. Well, what was weird too about them is the sounds, like the sounds hyena made when he was, you know, going crazy and killing people. He at one point it really did sound like he was just, he was just making sounds that were like, "Yeah." <laughs> 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 well, and speaking of the the sounds that no uh, that also make no sense was uh, clearly they were working with natives and Val Kilmer was like I'm not going to learn that because Kilmer's language is like ba 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 like he just if you listen to him he's like ba 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 and these other people are speaking what I, you know I'm I'm just I'm just generalizing saying maybe it's Thai maybe it's you know uh, Vietnamese I don't know but they're speaking much more complex language and he's just like ba ba ba. <laughs> like he's not doing any 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 work at all to cover it up. I rewound it twice to hear him do it. Just like ba ba ba. That's also the in that scene when they get that's when they take uh, David Thulis off the boat and the way so they find him they get him on the ship and like oh, I gotta go here then they'll drop you off and then the way he gets David Thulis onto the island of Dr. Moreau is David's basically I'll just ride with these guys back to the mainland and he's like no these are real party animals yeah. they've taken a liking to you this arbitrary weird like gay rape threat that comes in out of nowhere it just makes you go oh god Val Kilmer what the <laughs> and then the, that's just that's just it that's just a thing that you're supposed to accept as if they're being like, well, here's the island. It's just a fact of life. If you're on a boat, you'll probably get attacked why, sexually. Why not just have that raft end on the island? Like, why? Like, what? Just make it real simple. Yeah, washes up on the island, right? Mm -hmm. We don't have to get that. But that boat interlude is is nothing. Yeah, there's no reason for it. Like, there's no reason to say that you might get uh, raped by these uh, these wonderful sailors. There's also the, the movie is so crazy that like you start to remember the stuff that didn't cut it for like the top ten crazy things, like when. This matters not at all in the plot, and in any other movie, it would be the craziest thing, where David Thewlis is trying to escape earlier on, and he finds a boat, and it's filled with three-inch-tall rat people with spears. Oh, oh yeah. And then you're like, that. ah, and he gets it, and he runs away, and then you never see these three-inch rat people again. <laughs> yes. That's just a thing that happens, like like a montage of walking down the New York street in a rom-com. Like, you're just like, <laughs> oh, don't worry about the rat people. <laughs> and, 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 and that rat person scene is built up as like a very, like, dun-dun-dun, yeah. and they never, never come back. No. And I feel like they only had enough money to maybe complete that section of the yep. rap people. Oh, I mean, they were, like again, I I don't I didn't know what was happening, but the one scene that did seem tender and kind of connected was when Marlon Brando had the pot on his head and his daughter was turning into a cat, a cat kitty lady. cat, a cat. I, I guess. Meow, meow. Because yeah. he did. <laughs> yeah. When she gets her neck broken, meow. <laughs> <laughs> he did seem remorseful, and that he did it. I thought, well, something's happening on screen. I don't know what it is. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel, but it did seem like <laughs> they were in the same scene together and they were... Well, I felt like Marlon Brando felt that way for that, the world's littlest man, too, yeah. because when the littlest man yeah. goes to th uh, shake David Thules' hand, he's like, mm, shake it. Shake <laughs> his hand. He's, he's the world's littlest man. You should <laughs> do him the honor of at least shaking his hand. <laughs> like, he really wanted that connection. 
And for the like, so if you had to like pick, okay, yeah, who is the hero of this movie? You'd probably go. I guess they think it's David Thewlis. Yeah. One of the first things you see David Thewlis do when he is brought to the island is peep out a window. They're like, hey, just stay in here. Feruza Balk is like dancing, and he like creeps out the window and like walks slowly up so that she can't hear him and crouches down, watching so a creepy. stranger do a sexy dance. <laughs> and then when she turns around, he's like, oh, I'm not being creepy. <laughs> like, and, and, and then she's immediately. Scared. Oh, she's terrified. I would be too. It doesn't matter if you're a cat lady. And then immediately he goes to Val Kilmer. And by the way, just so you know, if you've not seen this movie, she looks nothing like a cat lady. Like oh, no. She, she just looked like a human. And, and, and he, I did love that dancing. <laughs> I thought it was quite good. <laughs> and he turns to uh, Val Kilmer. Like, she's gorgeous. Like, he's like, he's a real, like, he's ready to get it on. Yeah. And then, but it's unclear if Val Kilmer wants to get it on with her too. Again, I feel like there's a lot of. The script definitely, I'm sure, had payoffs at certain points. Uh, Richard uh, Lester worked on this movie for four years and was fired in the first four days and then burned all the production boards so no one could see what he was working towards. Wow. So, um, There's a lot of anger that comes through in this movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, it makes sense that the last 30 minutes are just monkeys, or monkeys, hyenas, swine, bulldog people running around with bats chasing <laughs> two people who are two not fighting. Who are not who, fighting. No. Who weren't trying to harm them. No, like there's like, okay, I could give you like, I Val guess Kilmer and Marlon Val Kilmer's like, Marlon Brando gets eaten real fast. And then Val Kilmer, I guess he's been drugging everybody and heavily implied having sex with the pig ladies. Yeah. Um, okay. This yeah, this guy who just his plane crashed. There's no reason for everyone to want to kill this guy. No, all he's doing is wearing yeah. incredibly ill-fitting clothes and like <laughs> Very walking bad. around. I, th- I think the premise and of the his girl clothes is is a, is one of them. Yeah. Really. So June, you were saying that you you liked the scene between Farisa Balk and Marlon Brando, right? Let's listen to what uh, Farisa Balk had to say about her experience with Marlon Brando. This one day I said, can we talk? And he said, what, what is it, dear? And I said, in terms of our characters and how they relate, I, I'd love to have some time to do that. And he said, no, this is all insane. I'm getting paid. You're getting paid. None of the scripts make any sense. So why worry? You know, just relax. Do what you're doing. You're beautiful. Don't worry about it. And I said, but I mean, how the characters relate. Isn't there... Nah, I didn't read the script. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a little little insight. <laughs> wow. I bet what you're picking up in that scene while you like it is because I bet he just liked Feruza Balk. Yeah. So he like was just it. being genuinely like... Well, it, it's very possible that at his beach house, he would also be happy if Frieza Balk put ice in his right. Yeah, right, can. right. But by the way, that and ice in his head was, yeah, like he was, and I think he was really getting a massage there. I don't think, <laughs> yeah. I don't, like, this, the same way, like he literally wore that pot on his head, not as a character right. choice, but because yeah. he was hot. So he's just in the scene and it's like, I'd like to have ice on my head if I'm going to have to sit here anyway, oh, yeah. and I'd like to be massaged. <laughs> and, and the whole twist of this movie, I guess maybe is at the point of it, is that when the animals like take out their chips where Marlon Brando has power over them, they immediately become Marlon Brando or he, like the leader just becomes Marlon Brando. It's like, no, I'm going to keep all the chips in and now you're all going to worship me. I'm that, your God That was now. strange. Because it would seem like they were like in Planet of the Apes. I love it because like, oh, we're re- we're leading the revolution. We're all equal and we're taking it over. And in my mind, it's like, now let's all get on a boat and let's go to the United States and then we'll take over. But here it's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to take over and I'll just be Marlon Brando now and then you all work for me in my house. Like, I mean, that yeah. that basically seemed like 
the plan. There was no unific. There was no union here. It was just sort of like mm, that's it. His plan was just to kind of be the leader. It's also like if you, like if you tried to like do story beats of this movie, you'd have like two. Like yeah. man gets to island, Marlon Brando gets eaten. The end. Like, because it's just a series of scenes. It's also weird to me. Sorry to interrupt, Alex, but that they. So, so when Hyena knows where his chip is because he saw the ashes of his Mm -hmm. lover's chip, uh, of his lover's body, and saw the chip. So then he finds his own chip. But then it seems like the rest of the animals don't know where their chips are and need someone else. Yeah. Yeah. To come in and. Take out their implant, which, by the way, is attached, I think, to their ribs. Which means yeah. that guy just like f- like fished around at his ribs and For pulled it out. Oh, he like, really got in yeah. there, uh, and he held onto it through major sequences. He held onto like a bloody dripping chip. There are two different moments in the it. movie where he holds up and goes, "No pain," <laughs> <laughs> like two times. You, I get that once. You know, I'm smart enough to understand <laughs> what's happening. And by the way, sometimes he's saying like. No pain. And the other time, like, tell them to worship me as a god. It's like, wait, 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 you were that functional and speaking? Like, like, they, like the line of where these animals were and, you know, yeah. and the orgy where, you know, where also Val Kilmer, seems to be no reason why they had to kill Val Kilmer either. Well, I don't know what, it's, see, to me, I couldn't tell. Does Marlon Brando know these, all of these creatures are on drugs? Or is this just Val Kilmer's way of? It seemed like, I don't know. It just seemed like, because he has some sort of throwing. Oh, yeah, we give him a bunch of mushrooms. Like, yeah. like this weird line. And so it's unclear if Val Ki- – there's – probably because Marlon Brand refused to do scenes with Val Kilmer. Yeah. There's no understanding of how None. they feel about each other. None. You cannot tell. None. <laughs> you don't understand their relationship. <laughs> you don't understand what's going on. You don't understand why Val Kilmer was out at sea Mm-mm. in the first place with this other band of people. Because if he needed DNA, he could have gotten it from anyone on that boat. Yep. Like, it also seems strange that um, our two main characters are upset when Val Kilmer's dead. Yeah, they yeah, seem that's true. very surprised, very surprised, and and disappointed to he's see that only he's dead. been he's only been a thorn in their their side <laughs> and against them. And then the other thing was, how about the little one of Marlon Brando's sons, the one in the white tuxedo, not the black tuxedo, who was the polite was one, oh, yeah. who worked on the um, the, the controls. He's like, oh, I'm very polite. Yeah. That kind of like, <laughs> like he's like one of the C three PO of the monkey people, uh, <laughs> and he. Uh, the during during like the final battle sequence is just kind of walking around yeah. in white, just like oh, what's happening? But but also he's not viewed as like the level-headed person. No one, there's there's no distinction. They're all like one one monkey's running around with a baseball bat because in a previous script they were starting a baseball team. No, <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> um, and then I was like, very, very, uh, it's it's not often that you get to see people in that much costuming. Like, I felt like the hyena man really was scene chewing at certain points, too. Oh, like, yeah. With yeah. his yells. And there's that scene by the dock. I was like, all right, all right, let's tone it back just a little bit. Just bring it back. The I would say the only person in this movie that I think I was like, I like watching you doing what you're doing. And I think he knew what he was getting into was the, like, the bad Brando dreadlocked usher guy. The one oh, yes. kind of is great. Yes. Because he, he was I was like, great. you're doing something good, guy, because I think you could see in his eyes a little bit like, well, you know what? I'm yep. going to go down with this ship and I'm going to yep. have some fun. And he just plays this kind of sadistic, yep. dead-eyed stare. And he, I think, is sincerely does a good job in I this do movie. Too. I like him and I do, I will I will applaud that I like David Thewlis in the sense that he acted like I think any of us would have acted like <laughs> in that first scene. He's like, what the fuck is going on? No, yeah. I am not shaking that little man's hand. No, no. Like he, when yeah. he is confronted with some crazy, he's like, what? 
Like, he really is doing everything but what? Um, and now, by the way, now that I know that the little man was indeed a little person, I think he did an amazing job. I feel like we can't not play a clip of Brando. This is just Brando yeah. playing the piano. And this is a scene uh, that was parodied in uh, Austin Powers yeah. where <laughs> Mini-Me is playing a piano and uh, and and Dr. Evil is playing a piano. This this is where it came That's from. That's exactly what's happening in this scene. Yeah. They did not <laughs> extend that in Austin Powers. They did not add an element to yeah. it. That is just what happens exactly in this film the same. straight. So here we go. <laughs> so Mini-Me is on top of the piano <laughs> on a smaller piano. <laughs> Father, I must ask a question. Please. What am I? A good father. Yet we are not like you. What are we? You are you are my children. You are all my children. See, now I think perhaps it might be helpful if we would go over there and then we could discuss this and I could explain to you exactly. Now be calm, be calm, please be. I, I want to tell you something. Tell me. Uh, and this is right before why you make the pain. Basically, it gets eaten here, but this children. the little man passes him a baton. You see, you are my children, but law is necessary. If there's no more pain. This is when he shows his ship. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Is there no more so As you see, Brando doesn't even do much. This is his yeah. big final scene. It doesn't, really doesn't do that much talking besides saying, you're my children, you're my children. And that's pretty much, if you were to distill, that's all he kind of says. He yeah. never really gets into it more. His first appearance is being carried on a like a rickshaw thing yes. by four people, like with mosquito netting all around him, like this weird pope, uh, just full fabric. white face, fabric. yeah, just <laughs> draped in like like a weird aunt's window dressings <laughs> as he like comes in. Uh, I and, did want, I do want that level of sunblock though. Oh, I mean, <laughs> he is <laughs> taking care of his, his skin yeah. at that age. You have to. Uh, He's a smart must. man. I, I Our faces are our fortunes yeah. after all. <laughs> and I did feel like I, I thought he was never going to lose it, but I did like the fact that he in the next scene he's just wiping it yeah. off. He is taking it off. And he does a crappy <laughs> job of it. Yeah. He gets like half of it yeah. off, and it's clear Brando's just like, "It's not. Uh, I don't want to keep taking this off. I'll just leave half of it on." <laughs> now you, you notice that Brando did wear hats throughout mm-hmm. the movie. Sure. Uh, this is the reason why he wore hats. This is uh, one of the producers talking about Marlon Brando. I've dealt with some very, very difficult actors in my life, but I have never, ever dealt with somebody like Marlon Brando. Who said that? I'm he so said, sorry. We're driving. The producer. And he stops the car and says, I think what we should do is just close the down the production and uh, you and I are going to rewrite the script and we'll spend six or eight weeks rewriting it because I have some ideas about how Dr. Moreau should be wearing a hat all the time and at the end of the movie takes (laughs) off his hat and he's actually a dolphin. (laughs) So then I knew we were in serious, serious bad shape. (laughs) So that that's the level. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> How would you even show that on You'd a have head? a dolphin tail sticking the, the, out? Yeah, the back like, of his like head. I, I would imagine like a blowhole, yeah, like, maybe. Oh, oh, I thought he would have like a fin, but oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, a blowhole is better. I, but, honestly, though, imagine. <laughs> I think he was right. Like I honestly think that Marlon Brando might have been right because if this movie had ended and he had taken <laughs> off a hat and gone. Pfft, 
and water come out. I, I absolutely think it would have been a better movie 100%. I think Marlon Brando. I'm with Marlon Brando. It would have been a choice. Oh, my God. That is Because funny. you're right. There is no. That bar. is funny. You know, I mean, yeah. There's, that I mean, is funny. It's this movie. Obviously, we had an opinion about this movie. There are people out there that have uh, another point of view. It's time for second opinions. Opinions like lips and assholes. You know we all got them. Second opinions. These are opinions uh, culled from Amazon. These are five-star reviews from Amazon. Uh, first one right out the gate from Anonymous. Father loved it. Five stars. All right. <laughs> I guess that's how it goes here. Um, this one is from Raven Baton. I prefer this version of the movie, although it's probably because it's the first one I've seen. Great story. It could happen, question mark, or has it happened? <laughs> A definite must-see. <laughs> first of all, I like that he prefers this version. There's three. This is the yeah. third version. He prefers this one out of all of them, mm-hmm. even though it's the only one. the other versions. One's from like the 30s and one's from like the 70s. Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. Okay. Um, this one uh, from uh, CCCC. <laughs> It's twisted. It's dark. It's amazing. If you like Val Kilmer, sci-fi, or just hanging out with a bunch of people who think they're God, you'll love this movie. <laughs> of course. Five stars. Yeah. I do like hanging out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone's got a yeah. bunch of people. And sci-fi? Oh, sign me up. <laughs> and from Brooklyn Lacacon, uh, okay. This is, this is an intense one that I kind of pulled down. Highly recommended. This is not fiction. This is happening now in the underground of the black projects of the government and all paid for with your tax dollars and government drug money. Five stars. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Brooklyn Lacan, for letting us know that there are hyena swine out Mm -hmm. there. And finally, uh, this is from Bad Moron. Um, We're all animals, but some of us are too afraid to see it. When you feel anger, rage, frustration, or the feeling of blood, it's your true nature scratching at the surface, but only few give in. Man has only been out of the jungle for 2,000 years, and the animal is still inside all of us, but it rarely sees the light of day. Five stars. Ooh, but by the way, on. true, true. But but was that the point of the movie? Because the movie's, no. for the most part, turning animals into humans, I think. It's very unclear. Yeah, and to, based on your point, if it was originally written because of vivisection, it's definitely it's it's right. putting a stamp on something else. I think you need right. basically you need right. a lead character in this. You need Moreau to be charismatic or evil, and he is neither. No, he is he's not, just allergic to the sun. He's allergic to the sun. He kind of likes all these. Well, things. and I would argue you need someone on set. Who is willing to read one line that explains the movie? You need any actor who is willing to say what we are doing is this, and not just going, well, "It's really hot outside." <laughs> yes, it is yellow. <laughs> like, or you know, and listening to his Walkman wearing cowboy boots and a Navajo skirt. I mean, this is this movie is this movie is bad behavior personified. It really like the cool kids are like, "Fuck it, we'll make our own movie," and. Uh, and this is what happened. And we didn't get to talk about that much, but the amount of thigh that Val Kilmer is showing throughout the entire oh, yeah. movie is all thigh. <laughs> He's wearing possibly like this, like what looks like a throw, like tied around his waist with maybe nothing on underneath. And he's constantly sitting with his feet up so that poor David Thewlis across from him, you can tell, isn't enjoying what he has to do. Just look at his balls. Um, but this is Val Kilmer, like you said, in peak shape. 
And you know that he could just knock down, you know, a bunch of these pig ladies. He could just totally oh, just he, he nail them. great for himself on that island. <laughs> He's getting all that pig swine. Uh, uh, well, well, well. Anything else that we did not mention that's worthy of talking about? I mean, like, there, there, I, I mean, there's lots of things we didn't mention because the movie's so insane. Yeah. Like, you know, like, right... He kisses a pig lady, and not even a David Thewlis comments on it. Everyone's sort of like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, that seems that seems fair." <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. Well, and he does it. It's such an interesting moment because it's not in a close up. It's in like no. kind of a wide shot when I he's think the extra was the... surprised. My guess <laughs> is that too. extra was like, Bernie, "Whoa, I do too. what the hell, <laughs> Bernie? I do too." It's it's a weird moment. Yeah, like the extra's not really going in, and for they hustle it, out the screen real like... fast. They are gone. <laughs> they are ghosts. Like immediately. <laughs> Like it's such a strange moment, and I think he, I think he uh, did improvise that. I do not oh, think yeah. that was. Well, written. I mean, Fernie, were you on set on NTSF when we had Ray Liotta there, and he just tackled one of the extras to the ground, <laughs> and it was sort of like, yeah, that's what. Like, I think these actors are like, I'm, I'm going yeah. on my instinct. I'm going to make out with this girl. Like that's it. But, <laughs> Who is already probably just. She's been dressed as a pig for probably 12 hours. If it was a lady, by the way. If it was a lady. Like, in this rainforest. And the last thing she needs is (laughs) some guy to physically grab her, kiss her. When you know, like, the the second AD was just like, just take the thing and walk over here. Do not speak. Yeah, you know she's going, I just got fired. I just got fired because of that. (laughs) Well, also, the weird thing about those pig ladies is that they, the two of them seemed elderly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they also seemed like very old and gray-haired. <laughs> well, Val Kilmer literally before he started this movie was served divorce papers and I think he was showing his wife, "Don't worry about me. Yeah, I am I'm gonna be fine. Just I'm going to be, be up fine. in pig guts." And he gets what he wants, which is an orgy where it is just him in the chair and then people like faking animal sex all around him. Yeah. Just gratuitous grinding. And why isn't he involved in it? Because then he's a he's voyeur. He's just watching. Yeah. He's just watching and from the chair doing a bad Brando or a good Brando. Um, I will also bring up the, uh, just again to bring it out into the open, these animals revolt against Moreau. And Moreau does nothing, seemingly nothing bad to them except when one murders another, he murders him. Like they do a yeah. trial. That's the he only doesn't and he doesn't even him. want to. The oh, bad, yeah, right. the bad yes. guy does. Yes. He gets upset. He's sincerely oh, right. sad that this animal got killed. He's he is sincerely trying to do he the right thing. He was gonna shock him, right? Yep. So what 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 do these animals have so bad? What are they what are they so mad they're at? They're not free, babe. They're not free. But they don't want to be free at the end of the movie. They're not like No, one of like, them burn the that dock. was a bad that was a bad animal. I, I do think they want what what the lost say or whatever that guy's name is, Ron yeah, Perlman says the at the lost. end is like we just need to be what we are. Mm-hmm. Now that we're this way, like let us. But just that was live. when David Foolis was like, I'll come, very much like Dorothy, like I'll come back for you and we'll have a lot more fun. And like, why get the fuck out of here, David Foolis? And, <laughs> and, and but he's also like, but to me it's like. I don't. But that wasn't ever the point. It didn't seem like that was. It seemed like they were living a fine life. They were. I mean, some were dressed in tuxes. <laughs> Maybe that is maybe it is a successful movie. Maybe that is the point of the island, Doctor Murrow, is that there is no point. Animal, oh, human, wow. we're all yeah, just floating right, around on an island. Yeah, yeah I guess you're right. What are we gonna do? Ooh. Oh, by the way, I want to talk about one little scene too. If you do watch it, when they do a close up of Val Kilmer's eyes and David Thewlis's eyes, clearly ADR because they did not have like <laughs> like because it was like there's an important plot point that comes out there. It's like. Um, like it's like I threw it away, like or it's something, just something that had to move the plot forward. 
and they're doing this scene head to head. And then they just cut in really tight. And the movie is not stylized besides this part. Really tight to both of their eyes. And you just hear both of their lines over eyes. I threw it away. And it's like, what? <laughs> and then it cuts back out to the watch. <laughs> they, they also do an insane thing early where they try to show, uh, it's when he's floating around that life raft. And they yeah. want to show the heat of the sun. Yeah. And they cut to a still photograph. It's not footage. <laughs> it's a still photograph of the sun because the clouds are just like doing the shimmer of when it's like just one thing. All right. That's so amazing. would you recommend seeing? this movie yes it's insane yeah it is it's insane i would recommend it yeah bananas i feel like you have to see it and i yeah. think you have to watch a documentary right a after. Documentary, i need absolutely. to see that i yeah. will watch absolutely. that tonight uh yeah the documentary is called uh lost soul the doom journey of richard stanley's doctor island of dr moreau yeah. so check that out uh they're both on itunes uh alex do you have anything to promote anything you want to talk about oh gosh uh, uh i guess not if you're uh, i guess not right now right. Uh, follow me on twitter at fernie comma alex all right, right now great. And uh, my new show, Grace and Frankie, is out on Netflix, which you can watch, and they're all available. And How many apps in there? 13 apps. Who's in it? Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, mm-hmm. Martin Sheen, Sam mm-hmm. Watterson. All-star mm-hmm. cast. And I'm at Ms. June Diane on Twitter. And you can rent or buy Ask Backwards on iTunes. And I want to promote that NTSF SDSUV, which we've all been involved in. Uh, Fernie is a writer, actor, director of it. Uh, June, of course, is in it. And me. Uh, It's on Hulu now. All three seasons. You can watch them all. And there's no commercial interruptions because the shows are so short. And thank you to Alex Fernie. If you saw anything that we might have missed or things that we got wrong, you can send in your corrections and omissions to Earwolf.com. Just go on to this forum for this episode, and then I'll read them in the mini episodes, if they're good. If they're shitty, I'm not going to read them. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at HDTGM or on Facebook at How Did This Get Made. Uh, a big thanks to our engineer, Brett. Uh, a huge thank you to Avril Halley, who pulls all of our clips and watch both that and the documentary, this movie and the documentary. Nate Kylie does all of our research and all the awesome designs on our Facebook page and our Twitter page are done by Leanna Waldron. She kicks ass. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next week for a mini episode. Bye-bye. How did this get made?